Dear Ann Landers, my husband Dear and I Abby, are in shock. I'm extremely upset. My son got married in Dear Ann Landers, I'm very happy to hear that his wife is working out of the woman here at She thinks way too much of herself. She had to get married. Dear Pod. Fitness bread the other day. Fitness bread. It dissolved in my hands. And like, what is it, just like church bread? Uh, yeah, it's pretty much host. <laughs> <laughs> it's like host with jelly. Wouldn't that be great? You gotta know. If I was like a priest or a nun or whatever, you know, on a Friday night, it's quiet in the nunnery. Someone walks in, they see me watching, I don't know, Lawrence Welk. I got my feet up on the table, and I'm just spreading jelly on host. Yeah. <laughs> Peanut butter on host. Like, I mean, what else? You, like, what if you're just having, like, a, a nun wine club, and you, you ran out of, like, yeah, like uh, crackers or something? What are you going to do? You got host right there. I mean, you literally have the wine. a closet filled with hosts. I mean, and if you are hosting... What is better than host? He's right there. Right. Jesus would want it this way. He's the one who had the last supper. And that jug of water that you have, you just turn around, it turns into wine. Oh, it's tough. A gallon a day. And it's not doing anything. This is the crazy part. I'm trying so hard to hydrate. And if you look at my fingertips, they're all puckered all the time. And whenever I stand up, whenever... I'm still dizzy. I'm dizzier, in fact, which makes me think maybe I'm meant to be dehydrated. Or maybe you should see a doctor. Ah! Why would I do a thing like that? Because maybe he could tell you that that's a lot of water to be drinking, or... To have it go nowhere. Yeah. Or to, you know, it wouldn't hurt to... Well, who am I going to see? A water doctor? Like, what is a specialist? Your regular doctor. My GP could be... Remember the lazy psychic? Mm-hmm. She's lazier than the lazy psychic. Well, then you need a different type. Every time I go in, she's like, I don't know. You know when you diagnose yourself and she's like, sounds good. Mm. I go into her and be like, you know what? I'm feeling kind of dizzy, but it's because I, you know, I maybe eat later in the day and this, that. And then like I analyze myself and she's like, yeah, it sounds about right. And I'm like, yeah, I got this rash, but I was, I don't know. I think I, I smeared something on myself. Maybe it's a, it's an allergic reaction. Yeah, that's, she, that sounds about she right. She licks it. <laughs> she had peanut butter with host again. Are you my mother? <laughs> Is this how I don't, I don't want my copay back. Frankly, you need to pay me a copay because I'm doing your job. Wow. I can't wait to touch your peaches. Uh, I'm finally feeling better. You can can you hear the difference? Yes. I I turned the corner. I was two weeks in, and I thought, well, maybe this is just who I am now. Maybe sick is permanent. Maybe you had COVID. No, I got tested twice. Mm. Twice I came back negative. I just got tested before I came here. I got two shots. I got my Moderna coursing through my veins. Maybe you should get one of those um, those B12 drips. <gasps> those Weird are that really you great. said that because I thought I might want to do that next They're week. They're great. Do they? Okay, so what do they do? They... Is it just like a random that hooks you up to an IV and you just sort of sit there and let it go into your arm? Kind of. Like, you have to find, like, I, there was two places in the city that I went to, and, like, it takes about 35 to 40 minutes for it to fully, like, drip into your arm. Okay. And it's great. You feel kind of, like, buzzed and energized because there's really? all these vitamins, like, 
pump it through your system. Tell me what else. Can I put other things in there? Peas, some carrots? Uh, a little bit of jam. Oh, there is a gin. Uh, some gin. Okay. Um, they If you put Kelly O'Hara in it, you probably won't wake up for a while. Oh, because she can't get through the... Well, what if, because you can't get... I can't get through a performance that far, honestly. <gasps> oh! Ooh! Burn. Sick burn for like 1998. <laughs> That is so specific. Yeah. Uh, how was your, your other trip to Fire Island? Unbelievable. Oh, my God. You seem relaxed, and that worries me. You've got a lot of sun in in your hair. You're very tan. My hair has been, like, bleached by that sun. Yes. You are so nine. You're giving me, like, a little Patrick Dempsey, 1980s. I love Patrick Dempsey, 1980s. Let's be re- I love Patrick Dempsey all times. He's like Jason Bateman to me. Timeless. I think Jason Bateman is timeless. I think Patrick Dempsey has changed from Lover Boy and Can't Buy Me Love to whatever this is. Whatever watch he's selling right now, that really high-end yeah. watch. It's like Matthew Broderick. It's like everyone loved Matthew Broderick when he was younger. And then something happened. Oh, no, and no, like no. he had like that, that like Julie Andrews surgery. The next thing you know, his voice is different and yeah. he can't talk like a normal man. No, that is not Patrick Dempsey. That is not his trajectory. He's a bit more grizzled. Oh, I'm very pro Patrick Dempsey right now. I like not Patrick just Dempsey. I just kind of like that, like more quirky fun. And this is very much like I may have accidentally hit a homeless person with my car and buried it in my in my yard, but I can't tell anybody. And now I've gone from happy to sad. Yeah, but he can still get away with it. Yeah, but he's no longer happy. It doesn't make a like difference. Like John Cryer has been John Cryer consistently. And you don't? Yeah, he's kind of consistently bubbly. Mm-hmm. Okay, I get that. But now Patrick Dempsey has lived a little, and he's got some some, you know, sand around the edges. There's something like we've, you know, what he is? He's a pirate booty map, where okay. like the edges are burned out a little bit, but it's still there. the The map is still there. I can still see where I'm going. He's a bit parchment. Well, I think like Jennifer Aniston, she's gone from like young and bubbly to like yeah to this kind of. I'm moving into Kathleen Turner territory. No, but you were you nailed it when you said she's turning into Barbara Streisand slowly. Well, Barbara <sighs> Streisand was like, I like that face. Give it to me. <laughs> Can we talk about the fact that I sent you an article that says Jennifer Aniston eats one potato chip when she's sad? <laughs> I mean, just, there's no, can you, like, she probably looks at that and she's like, this is why people hate me. Because someone picked this up and was like, that's Who impossible. gives her the chip? You gotta know she's surrounded by assistants. It was the Bernadette Peters story where she was like, "When I get hungry, I split a carnival with my assistant, and I spit the other in the other assistant's mouth, and then she spits it back into mine, and that's half the calories." Ooh. I can't stand people. Oh my shit! Did I tell you about my Peloton <laughs> ride? Um, which one was it? Allie Miss Love's uh, twenty different outfits on her bridal journey no. ride. Did, I, did we talk about the um, uh, about the Debbie Gibson ride? No. Did we talk about this? So I'm like, you know, I like to, um, I'm very much, pay. I pay attention to the music first. Like if I see the people that I like and then I go through their music. I'm like, Valid. oh yeah, I don't, I don't really want to go Nine Inch Nails. I get to a dark place <gasps> and I don't want to do that. We're the opposite. Yes. Um, But I was going through and I'm like, I'm sorry, a what ride? <gasps> and it was a Debbie Gibson 
only, right? I'm like, why? Are we talking Lost in Your Eyes? We're talking about Fantastic, including like a new single. And I was like, this is amazing. This is absolutely amazing. I am so pro Debbie Gibson. I loved her on The Apprentice. I thought it was so fucking nasty when that that Aubrey O'Day attacked her, just like she attacked um, Arsenio Hall, which was very, like, I... I feel like I'm having a stroke because I've never watched a single episode of The Apprentice. It was Celebrity Apprentice, and um, one season they had, like, Arsenio Hall and Debbie Gibson on, and then Aubrey O'Day. I don't know who she is. Aubrey O'Day is from Danity Kane, and if you don't know who that is, that's totally fine. Okay. It was a reality show band from Making I remember Danity Kane. And when it started, she looked like one person, and now she looks like, Uh uh, like Little Kim wrapped up. In silicone, which she already has. She has a center part. Right. Okay. Of course she does. So anyway, she, um, like during the, the process of filming, she like attacks Arsenio Hall, which I think is really kind of, it's like, no, you're odd. Like this is Arsenio Hall. He's Don't the first go for Arsenio. black um, talk show host that was super successful. It was a great show. Yeah. And by the way, he looks the same. Yeah. 100%. Uh-huh. Then she goes after Debbie Gibson and it's like, don't, don't bitch, come. if there wasn't a Debbie Gibson, there wouldn't have been a Danity, whatever the fuck it is. Yeah, she was like, you know, the Lewis and Clark yeah, of she, pop music like, for you, Debbie Danity. and Tiffany, which I also thought was like so sad that they like, you know, they raised these people up like Debbie and Pitted Tiffany. Pitted them against each they, other. And pit them against each other, which is unfound, like no reason. Yeah, yeah. Like Brittany and Christina, only yeah. to then rip them both down as if they're taking wallpaper off of it an abandoned house. Well, welcome to America. I know, a. it's just shitty. And B, I am a complete uh, sucker for that kind of stuff because I took Tiffany's side because she was a ginger. Well, I think a lot of people took Tiffany's side because it's like she's so, you know, squeaky, you know, Debbie's squeaky clean. However, you know, Debbie Gibson is in the Guinness Book of World Records. Yeah, and for the record... For the world record, she writes and produces all of her own stuff. She's like an amazing songwriter and the player of the piano. A piano player, piano player, piano player. Yeah. Yeah. She's incredibly talented as a songstress, Mm -hmm. and she continues to write music. And yes, maybe I have DM'd her on Instagram, and maybe she hasn't responded. Yes, it hurts a little. I did a show with her. True. I yes, mean, but I'm not, if you're not following me, I'm lost in the requests file. Lost in your eyes. I'm, I get lost but seriously, in your DMs. When her songs come on, people, <laughs> the, people's faces change as if they just found like their childhood teddy bear. They're like, they this did. is amazing. Yeah. And she's a nice gal. I will she say. She seems like it. She sent me flowers. I mean, come on. That's nice. Yeah. I don't know. Like have this we ride ever was ta- so. Have we ever talked about that? Because I don't want to repeat that. Yes. We did. Oh, okay. There we go. This is why I ask now because I have a partially broken brain. That's okay. That's what I'm here for. Don't judge me. I know you're here. You're here to keep me on and track. Either one of you, let me know when I repeat myself. Like when I repeat myself, or if sometimes <laughs> I repeat myself. And either one of you, let me know when I get as tan as you. Okay, I'll okay. let you know. I doubt that's going to happen. You are so beachy. Beachy mm. vibes, beachy, beachy vibes. vibes. Oh, I also hit my 100 plus on my Peloton ride. Congratulations. I only remember I remember when I came here and you're like, oh, we just hit our 100. And I'm like, what? How wow. long does that take? We're talking about this like, remember the good old days? That was like a, that was like a year ago, I guess. Now, I guess my you... jewels is well over 400. 
Wow. Mind you, I give them shit for it because they count those five-minute rides. And I do like a 45-minute or I do a 60. And he's like, oh, I'm at 5,000 rides. And I'm like, of course you are. You're doing a bunch of five-minute rides. Hey, 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 who's got the mic? Who's got the mic? Who's got the mic? Who's got got the the mic? mic? Tell me that this cocktail is not genius. I love this cocktail very much. Look, we never usually drink. But this the is a podcast. later, this is a Friday recording session. Yeah, I'm feeling I a little bit. I had to go bit. through Penn Station, and let me tell you, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> Give me the update from Penn. Do you know I still, it's been a year and a half, and I still have not gone into Penn Station. I am So this is the this second back. time I think I've taken the Penn Station okay. extravaganza here. First time, it was like uh, like the Michael Jackson thriller video, yeah. when they're all just like, dun-dun-dun, and like the shoulder twitch, and just like... Blood coming down their mouth. And herding cattle. Right. Mm-hmm. And just like ripped like flannel, fleece, whatever they're wearing. <laughs> Today, there's some major construction going on. So like the, the ceilings are ripped out. Oh, that's fun. Right. And What'd they find up there? Uh, I don't know. Don't know exactly. Okay. Um, don't exactly know what they're doing. And I don't really care. Because I, really, I just am like... I just need to get to wherever I need to go. Mm-hmm. I, I like, I marched through there that fucking Penn Station as if I were Reese Witherspoon in election. Oh, you know, I thought quick. you were gonna say Legally Blonde. No, I think she does a lot of marching. She does a lot of quick, like yeah, she's got to get, get somewhere. Out of here. Yeah, yeah. And um, it is just, I, it is, <laughs> it quick. is literally like walking through, um. A nightmare, like a living nightmare, because <laughs> now, it question. is just like, could, what could, the fuck? What has happened? It's been a while. Is the Taco Bell slash KFC combination? So, oh, Taco Bell slash KFC slash Hagen Dazs. Oh, yeah, they've taken the combination to a new level, though. When you're like, okay, I'm going to stop at KFC. I'm going to get me a two piece and a biscuit. Then I'm going to just walk two steps to my left, get a scoop of vanilla. Going to walk two steps to my left. And get a churro. I don't ever look nor frequent these things because I don't, because my mind will go to the kitchen. As someone who's worked in a restaurant, I'm like, mm-hmm. what the fuck does that kitchen look like? <laughs> like, what the, like, there's a, there's a, a restaurant across the street from my gym. Mexican, Chinese, it's the same nope. restaurant. Yep. That is not okay. I don't trust you. That's why I don't trust Cheesecake Factory. It's just that restaurant on a bigger scale across the globe. I think people have this love affair with a cheesecake factory, which I don't kind of understand because it's so it's it's loud. I feel like we're in like Honey I Shrunk the Kids. I don't know, like it like those yeah. Giant, everything like, feels chunky and oversized. Right. Yes. And like big patterns. If you're like with Hilde Santos Tomas from Trading Spaces, you're like, oh, I really like what you did here. What was your theme? Um, oversized garden. Great. I hate it. I hate it. Turn my mind. <laughs> everything back is tiles, so your voice is bouncing off everything. Yeah. When you just said Honey I Shrunk the Kids, fun fact. When I was uh, in high school, my family, we were like, we're going to take a family trip to California. Dream come true. Like, I think all I ever wanted to do when I was in fourth grade was to live in Hollywood. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, sign me up. Yeah. So big family trip to Hollywood. We go to Universal Studios. And there was a Honey, I Shrunk the Ride moment. Not a ride. Uh, Honey, I Shrunk the Ride. No. Honey, I Shrunk the Kids. Oh, Honey, I Shrunk the Audience. That's what it is. So, Honey, I Shrunk the Audience, but they always look for a volunteer. 
Wait, this what this what replaced Captain EO, the 3D movie? Oh. Rest in peace, Captain EO. Oh, Rip yeah. EO. But I, uh, it was worth it. So Honey, I Shrunk the Audience was like an audience experience. But they always pick a kid to ride the bee. And they picked me to ride the bee. I got to find the pictures of this because I took it so seriously. No kidding. This was my moment to be discovered at Universal Studios, yeah. California, riding the bee. Yeah, that's so, where everybody gets this. Yeah, I'm on top of the bee and I'm committed to this. <laughs> Yeah. I gotta find the pictures because my my brother said he was he was like you were in it you were like I was so in it I'm on that bee and I was giving you like hair blowing because they blew fans at you and I was like yeah. I'm overwhelmed I'm on a bee and the bee is really big are you allergic holding on for dear life surprisingly no okay one of the few things yeah can you imagine if they picked out kids one was kid who was to allergic to bees. And an extra large bee. Wow. If that kid instant, there's not enough EpiPens in this world. Yeah, no. I rode the bee. Dead. And let me tell you what, I gave a good performance this day. And frankly, I was underrated. I wasn't discovered. Uh, you know. Yet. That's But fine. fingers crossed. Yeah, I'm maybe, sure that maybe video it'll resurface somewhere. somewhere. Oh, it will. It will. Sure, and somebody's sure. going to be like, get me that awkward 13-year-old boy. Get those braces off and let's do this. ladies and gentlemen, that awkward 13-year-old boy is this 75-year-old woman. I know. Named Aaron. Who knew? Imogene Coca. I guess. Ladies and gents. Well, hey, I think it's my time. I'm going to welcome us so we can vault in, damn it. Welcome to Dear Pod, the comedy advice podcast. I'm your host, Mike Richards, the new host slash executive producer of Jeopardy. If I could turn back town, I'm sure. Oh, of course you are. And we're coming to you from the Maha'a Bar in the beautiful Pineapple Ranch. Ooh, can I hear it? I've fallen, and I can't get up. We're sending help immediately, Mrs. Fletcher. Mrs. Fletcher is committed. Mrs. Fletcher. And we are committed to you. Because this week, like all weeks, we're bringing you the advice articles of Ann Landis and Dear Abby. We're hoisting them out of a trunk and we're relocating the bodies in a desert in a shallow grave somewhere between Las Vegas and California where every dead body is found. So what are you waiting for? Follow us on your social medias at DearPodOfficial on your Insta, your Twitter, and your face. Hey, we have a website, DearPodOfficial.com. Didn't know that. No, I know. You should know more about this website because you can binge every last episode. We are upwards of 120 episodes, people. Damn it all. Just put us on your your radio or in your ears for your long walks, your long rides, and we'll try to make you laugh. We have another listener. A couple of my friends just reached out. They're like, how come I didn't know this? Oh, my God. Like, I'm binging it right now. I'm like, amazing. You have light stalkers, gentle stalkers. No, they're not stalkers. There's friends, friends that I know. They well, should rate, review, and subscribe. These friends yeah. should. Jules is right. Rate, review, and subscribe, Damn it, right. because every time you do, it bumps us up further and further up the charts. That's right. That's and right. while you're at it, damn it, email us. Just get on your computer and do lots of stuff to us. DearPodOfficial oh, yeah. at gmail.com. Write to us with I'll your you advice questions. Oh, Patty will always tell you what he's wearing, and it's tight white jeans. That's all you need to know. Today it is. So if you email us, dearpodofficial at gmail.com with your advice questions, we will answer them on the air, completely unqualified. 
but very entertaining nonetheless. And finally, and most importantly, our Patreon page. Patreon.com. Oh, so French of you. Bonjour, Apropos, you will see very soon. I love the French. Van, I don't know. Well, Coco Vaughn yourself over to Patreon.com slash Official. Become a subscriber for a mere three or five dollars a month. You're going to get extra tidbits in your inbox. Speaking of which, uh, last week our Patreon members got a very special bonus clip about Patty's special psychic reading so i think that is all the more reason to join patreon and get the bits and pieces that you average church listeners don't get patreon.com it's a good time oh god it's so good to be here with you good people sidebar okay i'm gonna i'm gonna take a hard left right now and send a little shout out of congratulations to our friends galen and andy miller who oh. had a baby this week. They're having babies. Kids having kids, you know? I love them so The much. name is fantastic. His name is Max Theodore Miller. I mean, Max Miller. Come on. That's I a private it. investigator from the 1940s, isn't it? I just love it. I just like Theodore. I like Max. Well, I like the whole thing. Max. I mean, wouldn't it be even better if his last name was Capacity? Yes. I'm Max I like Capacity. That it's not Ma- I like that it's not Maximilian or... Whatever or the, any, yeah, or Max, well, that's... It's Maximilian or uh, what Maxwell? Are, Maxwell. Oh, yeah. yeah, those are our... Yeah, just Max. That's all he needs to be. Yeah. He's a, he's a crime scene investigator. I'm Max. That, that, uh, the name Max Miller. You're destined for great things. Max Miller! MTM. Private Eye. MTM, which is Mary Tyler Moore. <gasps> MTM Studios. Who can turn the world on with his smile? Max Miller. Wait, that doesn't sound like him. It's a perfect combination of all of our favorite shows. He's so freaking cute, I can't stand it. Oh, speaking of P.I.s and things like that. Speaking of peeing in your eye. Went to the doctor this week, like you tell me to do all the time. I'm there every other week anyway. They're not sure, finding anything weird I'm with sure, the blood. Yeah, I'm sure you haven't asked anything I don't know where to go. I don't know where to go for the hydration. There's no hydration. It's the same doctor. doctor. I'm telling you, she doesn't want anything to do with me. Okay, then you so have the I go, doctor. But I go to the walk-in. I get the nurse... And I said, uh, well, she goes, what's your last name? Well, I, but this is different. This okay, is a sure. different experience. I said, hey, hey, I've been sick for two weeks. I need my 50th COVID test, please. And uh, she's like, McGuire. Oh. oh, oh I was, she was, I, was take, I was giving her my name, and she goes, oh, just like the TV show. And I said, Jerry McGuire? She's like, no. And I'm like, well, Toby McGuire? No, I'm like I'm running out of McGuire's here. This yeah. is there's not a lot of us out there. Lizzie. And she goes, you know the one where the the guy with the mustache he solves the things by putting other things together. And I was like, that's MacGyver. MacGyver. MacGyver McGuire. Yes, we are the same. Yeah. I mean, I have his facial hair at this point, but I can't help you beyond that. She's stupid. Where is this clinic? She's stupid, and thank God she's working in the medical field. <laughs> is it, I will is not it a medical field, or it's clinic. actually like she's in a field with a medic I'm tent. just saying that my insurance covers back alley visits. Oh, so okay. she did the best she could. I guess she Good guess for she you. Did. Good for you. Good for you. Compliments, you know. Yeah. Oh, so this week, our topic, we're sweet. Pop your cork, baby, because this week, our topic is grab bag. Put your hand in deep and just feel around. Just grab whatever you can. Just pull it out, whatever mm-hmm. it is. Wet spaghetti, we don't care. The thing about the grab bag times, which I really enjoy, <laughs> is that it's a free-for-all. 
These these articles don't cover any specific topic. And it truly is. We do it as kind of a palate cleanser before we go into our hard and fast themes. So whenever we come across an article that has nothing to do with anything, yeah. we throw it in the grab bag pile. Right, so we're going to be grabbing some bags today. I accidentally landed on my own theme. Okay. Which would never be a normal theme. The theme is France. That's all. The country. I don't know how it happened. Is it this happened a theme running through your life? No, not in life. You know how I feel. I've been to France a couple times, and I'm good. I don't, I don't want to go your, back. Then I don't understand. No, the theme is the the two articles I have picked today are French. Oh, okay. That's all you need to know. Okay. Do you want me to start that? Yeah. Because it's great. I'm very excited about this. Yeah, grab a that bag. French theme. Oh, uh, bonjour, Pee-wee. It's just France like you over here. Uh, bonjour. All right. This comes from the Napa Valley Register, Napa, California, April 1st, 1959. Exhausted husbands might do well to see doctor and not an attorney. All right. Now, this requires an accent. Are you ready? Are you yeah. excited? The French. Dear Islanders, I am a foreigner and hope you will forgive the mistakes in this letter and print it anyway. Your daily column in the American press fascinates me, but sometimes I wonder about your advice. I have not yet decided in my mind if this is the American approach to life or if it is your personal mid-Victorian point of view. When a woman complains that her husband is tired and not interested, you offer what seems to be strange suggestions. The woman might say like this. My husband does not kiss me anymore. He wants only to sit in the chair and snore. And you say then, tell him to see a doctor. Why should he see a doctor, Mrs. Lang? In our country, we have three words for what is wrong. It is the same world over. When a man is tired and not interested at home, it is because he is interested elsewhere. Why are you not more realistic, please? Signed, Vive la France. Dear Vive, thank you for your continental point of view. I agree when a man snores in his chair and shows no interest in his wife, the reason may be la femme. However, the fact that he is at home, though snoring, is a piece of evidence in favor of the defendant. Even in France, men can be tired from the daily pressures of beating out a living in the business jungle. Anxiety and tension can take more pep out of your husband than a curvy blonde. Continued tension is punishing and has been known to produce physical damage. So it is not unreasonable to to suggest that when a man is exhausted, that he may need a doctor instead of a lawyer. Chachez la femme! Ayan! P.S. To male readers only... Frequently, men complain that I always support the women's point of view and never give the men a break. I'm keeping this reply close at hand to fling into the teeth of the next male ingrate who accuses me of being a militant man-hater. Ann Landis. Jesus Christ. I know. Well, she had something to say. I guess Frenchie so. Frenchie McGee, vive la France, set her off. 
The French, they are lovers. Maybe uh, she don't smell right. Oh, she does not need the deodorant. Uh, that that uh, is, I can't dark. quite tell. My French accent turns like Israeli at some points, maybe even a little Australian. You know, it's fine. It's, uh, we're, we're, that's, we're, you know, this isn't Euro. Dr. Zhivago. Uh Have you been to France? Yes. Where? I don't know. I didn't like it. Just Paris? Yes. Okay. I guess, yeah. I did not enjoy it. Agreed. It was my Agreed. least favorite of my world tour, my yeah. Ava Perone rainbow tour. Perón, Perón, Patty, Patty, Patty. Mis camisados. Corazón. Something to do with the heart. I don't know. Uh, did I ever tell you that I went there with my family? Yes. Okay, so we've covered France with my family. I believe so. When my mother tried to speak French and she got very overwhelmed. I believe I'd have yeah okay yes. just checking just checking Check I'm the scanning gate. Check the gate. checking yeah. the gate Check checking the yeah. um what are are Frenchmen actually lovers are they really uh, I don't I mean there's a lot of nude beaches over there there's a lot of banana hammocks there's Great. a lot more chill Is what it? have you I never uh, really I hung know. out with a Frenchman all that much. I did once. Well, I didn't really. Hang, well, no, I didn't really just hang out with him other than have sex with him. But well, I, there you go. Maybe there's something to this. But I was in Chicago, so you're Cherche La Femme. I, I was Cherche. Let's just get this going. <laughs> like, I, I was Cherche bored. I'm like, <laughs> I don't know what you're saying, and I don't know. I don't think you know what I'm saying. And was I'm not he really hot? here to. I don't remember. I was young. I needed the money. Oh. Do right. what you gotta do. Right. I in mean, France, in America, what have you. I really just wanted to see his apartment. And I'm like, oh, I've never been in this apartment before. Was it a French apartment or something? No, it was just like one of those, like, you know, in Chicago, those like corn cob buildings. It's like, oh, that's interesting. Oh. The ones that are on the Chicago River. I'm like, okay, great. I can go now. Was he a Richie? No. A Frenchy Richie? No. Then I walked in, I'm like, this is not great. I hate that when you're like, this is great. And then you walk in their apartment, you're like, fuck. Or a hoarder, or like, ugh, posters sheets on the, on the windows, like a hang yeah. in their kitten poster, or just you know, <gasps> like IKEA everywhere. Name like one thing like, in that apartment ugh. that you thought was weird. I a bed in a corner. Nobody puts a bed in a corner. Oh, excuse me. I'm sorry. It's a Patrick Swayze thing. Nobody puts a bed in a corner as an adult. Now I'm really thinking about this. Why would you put a bed in a corner? What if you catty corner it? Why would you do that? This is upsetting. This is upsetting. Our our bed was catty cornered for the first five years of our relationship. I don't know how to tell you that that was terrible, other than that was terrible. Oh my god! Why can't you put that. a bed in a corner? Because then it traps one person. And they have to get over the other person. Correct. And get out. There's no way to get out. Oh god, this is upsetting. That's. But when you're catty cornered, there's there's sides. You so still have ca- sides. So there's your catty corner. So then you have like this. Enormous dead space behind you. Yeah, the tree. There was a tree. Did that count? What? The fake tree. That was behind the bed. Uh, yeah. I Are have we, to is go. this bad? But he's a straighty. I he have was, to go. I didn't. I didn't design I, this. I should leave. He, it was a very chunky bed too. It was like a sleigh bed. Ugh. Yeah, it took up most of the room. Ugh. A bed in a corner I, is a no go. No. All right. It's not. Or if you go and you're like. Are we both sleeping in that? Because that's really small. 
<laughs> that is just. But is that, that a cra- seems very that French. Cra- in fairness to the guy, what's don't you French? think? Like I don't know, the European apartments and houses, everything is tinier, smaller. So I, I would feel like yeah, a bed would be in a corner. So in defense of France, uh-huh. je ne uh, uh, vive la. Bed. Listen, this isn't like the cartoon The Littles, okay? I'm not like you know, oversized <laughs> buttons on the wall and shit like that. Like, no. No. Okay. This is from the Desert Sun, Palm Springs, California, October 4th, 1991. Dear Abby, my husband and I have been happily married for nearly five years and have two adorable children. We are each other's best friend, get along great, and have a terrific sex life. My problem... When a sexy-looking woman comes on TV, I change the channel. This infuriates my husband like you wouldn't believe. He is normally not a violent man, but he turns so angry, he looks like he'd strangle me. Oh, my God. This is the only thing that we ever fight about. I can't stand to see the way he looks at women with low-cut dresses or miniskirts. Yesterday, he was watching a beauty pageant, and when all the girls came out in their bikini bathing suits, I thought his eyes were going to fall out of his head. Abby, can you blame me for changing the channel? Signed, Jealous. But we have a great relationship. We have the so best much. relationship. Oh my God, we just can't love it. We love each other. By the way, I'm on my 600 pound life. <laughs> Cut me out of my house, please. <laughs> Dear Jealous, yes, if your marriage has survived five years of channel changing because of your jealousy, your husband must love you very much. Grow up. The problem isn't your husband's, it's yours. Since you can't stand to see him appreciating the sight of a provocative female on TV, you should leave the room. Abby. She's on t- They're on TV. What are they going to do? Huh? It's a pageant for I'm God's not sake. threatened. Are you threatened? And frankly, you're, you're not dead. You can still appreciate when people are good looking, right? Am I, I allowed? Yeah. I just think it's so stupid. <laughs> it's dumb. When was this, the 50s, though? No, this was 1990-something. Oh, shit. Oh. Oh! Y- yeah, this is oh, 19... pageants. Yeah, 1991. Hey, fun fact. You I auditioned for Miss Preteen, Massachusetts. I auditioned for Mr. Precum, Chicago. I would have had more luck in that category yeah. than well. awkward me. I just want you to picture... I'm tall, but I don't stand up straight. Okay. You're just like a question mark. Absolutely. And I went in for a Miss Preteen pageant. I was like, oh, God, I want to join your pageant. Did you have braces on? Of course I did. It's gross. I was a hideous child. Okay. So much so that I remember one time I I had just woken up and I went out to get the newspaper on the front steps and there and. The uh, trash guys were driving by. And they threw you in the back? <laughs> no, they should have. One of them, they drove by, and I heard one of the guys go, ooh. Wow. <laughs> so that's why I'm in therapy. And the tears of a clown. Everybody enjoy your vodka. Mm. Yeah. Have you, I mean, even if you're walking with Marcus, and he's like, that guy's hot. Are you threatened by it? No, because the chances are the guy is hot. Yes. I have been in a relationship where if I said something like that, it was a semi-abusive relationship where oh, he didn't understand 
Like I'm like it's a billboard. I'm not. I'm not gonna go up to the billboard and <laughs> pretend it's a glory. Yeah, like pretend it's a glory hole and fuck its throat. Yeah, he's not the absolute vodka guy. No, it it, it was like it was crazy. Like it was just like, can't you just appreciate what it is? Yes, well, especially like, like two artwork. guys. It's like, we'd, I'd have to be like headless or like a horse yeah. with blinders on to walk down the street of Manhattan. And, and not, not see the hotness around you. 80% I mean, of the people are models. It's insane. Yeah, it's funny because it is, well, now it's more a bit like 20% are models and 80% are meth addicts. Yeah. yeah. I, I, I've i never been in a relationship where somebody's been threatened by me being like, that guy's hot. <laughs> Maybe I should be upset that nobody's worried. They're like, oh, then you should go pursue that. If you think that guy's hot, go, go ahead. ask him out. Go ahead. Go ahead. I'll be right over Toilet. here. Good. No. No. Yeah, mm-hmm. I don't really see the problem in that. All right. <clears throat> this comes from the Fort Worth Star-Telegram, Fort Worth, Texas, February 26th, 1995. Going the opposite direction. Okay. Grunge is happening. I'm in my Pearl Jam phase. Half of my hair is maroon, and I wear a lot of flannel. Are you ready? Yeah. Mm. Cockadoodle don't, says Anne. Now, these people are from Boston, so again, accent necessary. Cockadoodle don't. Cockadoodle. Buckle up, buttercup. Oh, God. Dear Ann Landers, my husband and I are having an argument. I'm betting him 50 bucks that you will side with me. I'm not going to tell you which side I'm on. I just want to tell you who is right in the following situation. Neighbors in a village near Marseille, France, complained they were losing sleep due to a rooster that crowed at the crack of dawn every morning. The rooster belonged to the Desmond family. The neighbors took the matter to court. The court slapped a fine of $1,450, that's $1,450, on the Desmond family. Brigitte Bardot, an animal rights activist, got into the act and sent a telegram urging the Desmonds to hang in there. Mr. Desmond, Desmond, what a terrible last name. Mr. Desmond flatly refuses to pay pay the fine. He said, it's as if you banned Pavarotti from singing in an opera. If a rooster can't sing anymore in a rural area, I ask myself, where is he supposed to express himself? Whose side are you on, Anne? The family that owns the rooster or the neighbors who issued the complaint. Mm. Signed, the Betting Burdicks in Boston. Dear Betting Burdicks, the court that issued the ruling and fined the Desmond family undoubtedly did so because the crowing rooster did not belong in that setting. Apparently, the rural area wasn't rural enough. I'm with the court. Ayan! So when you started out, I thought you were either Michelle Pfeiffer and married to the mob or Marissa Tomei <gasps> and my cousin Vinny. Oh, I picked and Marissa. You, and then you ended as yourself. This family in Marseille, Marseille, in France. Marseille. Now, FYI, this happens in Brooklyn right now. A lot of people have a casual chicken. Excuse me? Casual chickens in Brooklyn. They hang out. They're, they're just like they have keeping a chickens. And a cigarette. And like your, of course they your do. Chicken is so. They cash. make their own kombucha. They're keeping urine in jars. Mm-hmm. They have a casual chicken. Yeah, my uh, my chicken in my yard has its own uh, 
But why are they like having eggs? I mean, this is really what they're doing. They're trying to be very organic about it. And people keep chickens in their yard now. And it's a big thing. In, in these suburbs of Jersey that are like the new Brooklyn. The second that New York Times is like, they're the new Brooklyn, everybody gets a chicken. There is no Brooklyn it's in a Jersey. Standard I think issue. we should all just stop this Oh, right there now. is 100% of Brooklyn in New Jersey. Absolutely. All of these people, there's a lot of ironic mustaches. There's a lot of wacky facial hair. There's a lot of cute tees. And people are bringing their chickens out to the suburbs. And they're like, we have chickens. It's just what we do. No. I am... So surprised. I do not live anywhere near somebody who has a chicken. You're telling me that you haven't experienced a neighbor who keeps some sort of weird animal in your apartments? No. As I've stated before, the only weird animal was when I was in a fraternity. and um, Did somebody have a ferret or something? Yes, he had multiple ferrets. It was like someone I want had to a, vomit a belt just thinking on a leash. No. no, the smell is terrible. And again, my sister had a, a, a rabbit in her classroom that's those are the only like weird things i haven't Ugh. and i don't understand Wood a chips. pet snake i just don't understand it no if you can't touch it and love it it doesn't give anything back to you its eyes don't engage is it, it a pet if it unhinges its jaw and swallows you whole that's not if you have to chase it around your backyard just to put it back in a cage no. and it doesn't care about you especially a rooster aren't those nasty i don't know what are the I, ones that spit that's camels uh, I think that's the hey, llamas. Oh. llamas. Yeah, Lorenzo Llamas spits. You bet your ass he does. That's what his grinder profile says. Lorenzo Llamas featured Spitter. in Greece. Bitter. Did you know that no. he was in Greece? The original or yeah, cool rider. Yeah, he was the blonde in Greece. He was the football player that Sandy had eyes for. That is a after lie, me and Danny. That is not Lorenzo Llamas. Es verdad, es Are you verdad. kidding me? No, I'm not. The track and field guy? No. No. He played football. Football. That's correct. Guys. Lorenzo Lamas, a.k.a. I'm from Renegade, a.k.a. Falcon. Christ. Now a reality show with Lorenzo Lamas and Faye Dunaway. And Vivica Fox. I'm just saying. I don't want to watch you that. You heard it here first. I don't want to watch that at all. I don't need to see that. Do you I have don't. one more article? I do. Well, then read it to me, damn it. This is from the Bennington Banner, Bennington, Vermont. April 6, 1983. Mm. Dear Abby, in responding to vacationing, who asked if it was all right to pick her teeth at the table, you have done a great disservice to your readership. Today, many practices that were considered no-nos in years gone by are now socially acceptable. Among them is use is the use of toothpicks. Oh. Teeth care is very important, Abby. Routine brushing, flossing, and frequent use of toothpicks to dislodge particles of food trapped between teeth are essential for good oral oh, hygiene. Upsetting. Dentists confirm this. And as for suggesting suggesting that the lady might pick up Dutch elm disease from chewing toothpicks. <laughs> That is impossible. All domestic manufacturers of toothpicks, and I am one, use white birch. Please correct the record and re reestate your credibility. Signed, Arthur J. Huang, President, Forrester Manufacturing Company, Wilton, Maine. Listen, Wang, if you're going to stick something in your teeth, it better be white birch. Dear Mr. Huang. <laughs> All right. 
No Dutch elm disease from chewing toothpicks. That was a little joke that went over like a falling California redwood. But I still think toothpicks should not be used at the table, Abby. Agreed. That's gross. What the fuck? Well, that feels like a very 1960s to 1980s thing. Well, it was 1983, so you Well, right. there you go. And remember when restaurants would always have toothpicks at the entry? Yes, so then you're just watching people come out, and as they're, like, you're, like, walking into the restaurant excited, but you're walking in, and you're, like, getting, like, bombarded with other people's food because they're flicking it off their teeth. But there's always that guy that on the way out would grab a mint and a toothpick. Mm-hmm. Sometimes a even I urine. would be that guy yeah. just because it was free. And because of your balls. We know how I feel about my amenities and my balls. Mm-hmm. And yes, if there's a mint there, I will 100% grab it. Yeah. Oh, these mints are great. I'm sure they taste like urine, right? But that's but fine. But that's disgusting when you really think about it. I, a toothpick at a table, somebody who sits there, because I've experienced this in my life. This seems like an uncle thing to do, where you're like, just sit there and you just have a toothpick that's it. Just, you just go at it. At the table, it's disgusting. Why at the, Why does anyone think it's at the table? First of all, like that's Oh, not, it's happened in my family. Are you kidding me? But like when you, like you don't even know what you're getting. You're just like, you're just hoping that you're getting what, like, do you ever have like a burrito and then you leave and it looks like you're in like hee-haw because you have like a, like the skin of a black bean on your front teeth? I've never had a burrito. Okay. 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 I have had a burrito in my life. Oh, sure. But God, I can't think of a worse food to experience. A burrito? Yeah, just in general. I'm like, in the, in the. The amount of times I've had a burrito in this life, I can count on one hand. They're not my favorite. And never have I ever finished one thinking, well, that was a good idea. Correct. I feel light. I feel like I'm ready for a fight. I'm agile. I've never felt like, again, wow. But like, why do we have to shove that much into one tortilla? (laughs) I get real nervous when I see people constructing a burrito. (laughs) I do too. It's I'm a, like, how much are you really going to get in there? And you're not going to be able to get this. If the sides don't meet right. of your tortilla, you've gone too far. Why does it have to be so, like, what, like, what is the, what, tell me, why is it best to have that much rice in you? And in, beans. In I don't know. It's like anything that's in a burrito isn't easily processable. But why so big? Because half of, of a, bur- a burrito would be enough. Yeah, you don't need to go that far. I remember there was a burrito place in Ithaca where I went to college, and it was like a famous burrito place. Like people came from all over, which is weird. Uh, I don't know, Joe's Burritos. I really don't know. I never experienced this. Okay. But my friend gave like a 20-minute dissertation on how to eat one of these things because there's a process. There's like a tearing away of foil. There's an upright eating thing. There's a... It was upsetting to me. I've just it's never been a burrito gross. person. In I did co- go through a fajita phase. Different. Yeah, because you feel like you're, <laughs> you're like a French aristocrat when when that gets delivered to your table. It stops all the action. You're mm-hmm. at a Chili's. The sizzler comes out. Your and hair is like, straight. Oh, it's curly. Who's the getting fun. the fajita? <laughs> It, remember, like when it first came out in the '80s, and it, like somebody kicks open the door from the kitchen, and it's like, yeah. yeah. Can you imagine being on a date, and it's like, you know what? Let's go get a burrito, baby. No. We had a place called Rogan's Pizza, and it was crap even when you were sober. Yet, 
when you were drunk, it was almost like a magical Alice in Wonderland thing where the pizza just tasted better when you had a buzz. And Rogan knew that, whoever. It was probably Joe Rogan, mm-hmm. for all I know. It I would make say. total sense. And the thing that everybody loved to do was dip it in ranch. And that was what everybody, that was drunk food. You'd get your Rogan's pizza, you'd get your ranch dip, and it was gross. Now, let's go back. If we went back in time, and we were like in like one of those movies where it's like, Almost like uh, a Christmas Carol, and they take Patrick and Aaron back to these to visit ourselves meals gone it. by, and just, yeah. and just like this is not gonna. What are you doing? Aaron? You know the scene in Christmas Carol where he cries at his own grave. Mm-hmm. It would be me watching me eat Rogan's pizza at yes, two in the morning, me too. dipping it in ranch yeah. and thinking like, what that that think? was okay. Stop it! Like oh, that's all I'd be doing. Stop it! Just stop! Don't don't eat! Don't. Yeah. No. What are you doing, Don't. Tiny Tim? No, I can't save you. No more TCBY. Oh, oh my God, God, a Pop-Tart and an Insure? Before movement class? What do you that mean, was what ranch I would and blue cheese together? That's disgusting. Ugh. I'd be like a terrible, like, I don't think, if I were like one of the three ghosts, I would probably throw up on somebody. Oh, my God. I would be the best bitchy ghost of Christmas I'd be like, past. Is that what you just fucking ate? Like, you chose to do that? That's what you ate. And that's what you wore. Your hair Not looks awful. That. I'd be the mirror. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's what you chose to eat. And that's what you wore. I'd be a really bad ghost of Christmas past. And you some guy present. after that? My oh, God. my God. You have no shame. I, I would that really. That room must have smelled like an autopsy. Ugh. <laughs> oh. Jesus. I could not. I would be a very good ghost of Christmas past or future. I would be a really shitty ghost of Christmas present. I'm never living in the moment. No. <laughs> no. <laughs> no. I would no. never be able to appreciate, be like, here we are now. I'd, yeah. I'd be like, are you worried about what's coming? Right. Are you ashamed of what's already passed? Right. Don't you have a million regrets? Well, as my mother always likes to like live in the past, so I think I'd only have to be the ghost of Christmas past. Yeah. And my Jules is very job. nostalgic. He would be a very good ghost of Christmas past. Very positive. Yes. I don't yeah. think I'd be very good at that. No, I would 100% judge every move you made. Yeah. No. Yeah. I'd Carol Kane it, and I'd hit you with a toaster. <laughs> I like that. Are you ready? Damn. You're singing here. <laughs> I need you here. Instagram mail, Instagram mail. I don't get half an octave because like I'm still else. recovering. Oh, my wearing? course what is in on the basement. Are you gonna Look at those pictures. You should Christ. be ashamed. And you should definitely be ashamed this week because we only have one Instagram mail question to Solamente. answer. Un Instagramish mailish. Wait, what's French for Instagram? Instagram. We have one Instagram mail question from a listener this week, so we will be answering it. Uh, please email us, dearpartificial at gmail.com, or slide into our DMs. Slide. Please. Gently. At dearpartificial. Yes. So we have one question this week. Patty, will you be the one to tell us? Of course. Dear Pod. Dear Pod. There you go. My husband has a weird habit. He wanders around the house while he brushes his teeth. He can't just stay in the bedroom and focus for the one minute it takes to clean his mouth. 
like. It's not like he's getting steps in. He meanders around the kitchen and the living room and the bedroom like a lazy southern plantation owner, all the while scrubbing away. It's one thing if it's just me, but he did it when we had overnight guests. How can I get him to break this habit? It's gross. I don't want to watch him polish his molars while I'm making coffee. Signed, Barf. Dear Barf, Congratulations on having a slobbering St. Bernard for a husband. Now just be careful when he has to shake it all off after a shower. Maybe you should start... (laughs) Maybe you should start washing and drying the dishes all over the house. Buy his computer, video game console, man cave, bro fort, baby boy bunker, handsome hideaway, guy's cabode, and see how he likes it when you when you drip everywhere. Or better yet, stuff your mouth with a box of hostess cupcakes and follow him around while reciting Shakespeare sonnets. If those cupcakes are as dry and as crumbly as I remember, you'll be like a confetti cannon of filthy proportions in every nook and frat boy corner that he occupies. Since when did it become acceptable to meander throughout the house, brushing your teeth? What's next? Flossing? Flicking little specks of food and God knows what that was once lodged from between your teeth to land on your walls, tables, sofa, and carpet? Oh, no, 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 no. This may be cute in a movie montage with Diane Keaton waking up late and racing to get to work before she discovers her passion for Country Baby, but in real life, it is most effective to stick to the one spot and finish what you started right then and there. Unless he's an octopus, octopus, which congratulations if he is. There is no way he can multitask while foaming the canines without getting a little everywhere. That is why the bathroom is designed as it is. Tile, porcelain, mirror, wipeable surfaces that can't be stained. You splash your Listerine, it simply just wipes away. You splash your Colgate on the silk chinois drapes or King Louis armchair, and you're going to be in big trouble, mister. Ask your husband if he'd like it if you kept the bathroom door open after a spicy night at the King and Tie. I'm going to say no. Would he like it if you started talking to him while making his eggs in the kitchen and changing your tampon? Probably not. And if he does, I can recommend a good therapist. We don't need to multitask with our bathroom routines and expose our spouses to more than we need to see. My suggestion is to treat your hubby like a puppy. Put an electric collar around his neck, and if he wanders past the bathroom threshold, he'll get zapped. After a week or two, he will get the hang of it. Just make sure you take it off before he heads to the shower. Abby. Brofort. Brofort. Brofort! Oh, it's my man cave. Fuck off. Oh, God. Eat shit. Oh, wow. Here's what Anne has to say. Dear Boff, every couple has bathroom peccadilloes. I don't care if you're John and Jane Schmo, or J-Lo and Mark Anthony, then Ben Affleck, then Chris Judd, then Ben Affleck, then A-Rod, and then Ben Affleck. There's no accounting for taste. And no one is immune to their loved one's toilette. Why, I remember when me and Jules started going to the bathroom with the door open. In public. All this is to say, when it comes to the two of you in the privacy of your own home, breaking your husband's bizarre brushing ballet... Well, you may be shit out of luck. Pun intended. However, when overnight guests come a-calling, that's a tooth of a different color. Nick and Nora neighbor don't want to watch your husband scrape his tongue while they're enjoying their morning croissant. Tell him to keep it in his commode. Confront him on this habit. If he insists on wandering the halls like a French aristocrat, take it in the sights of each room, consider investing in a padlock or baby gate. 
one tumble over a low, strategically placed gate in the bathroom door will make him rethink his morning laps. Or it could make him learn hurdles. But it's worth a try. Good luck, you sorry son of a bitch. And happy trapping. I don't really brush my teeth all over the place unless I really, like, if I'm the only one there and I need to, like, do something else. If I oh. forgot something. Okay. But I don't really like to travel. Yeah, you keep it localized. The majority of people do. As they should. For some reason, my father and I, we walk. And I don't know why. And I get it. I get it. It's almost like it's helping the brushing or something. I don't know. You kind of want to... Not all the time. It's like performance art. Is that what it is? No. No. Oh. It's just a, a relaxed gait getting started on your day. Uh, it only seems to happen in the morning. I've seen it. Uh-huh. Not really so much at night. I'm all business at night. Oh. But, but, right, I mean, Jim. the process of like, yups, please. It's more about I'm I have to shave. I'm all business at night with Jim. I'm all business at night with my face and my mouth. Yeah. Because, well, <laughs> This exactly. is like, t- we didn't need to call you I'm mom. walking right into yeah. this. Ew! I'm all business at night with my mouth and my ass. Business in the front, party in my mouth. I. What did I? Who? The process of going to sleep the now. The prostate of. It's like a, an hour-long thing, you know. There's sauces and gravies and juices and berries. There's a witch that my. comes in. And she spackles things on my face. Sure. And then I tape my, my jowls up, and then I go to sleep. Oh, simple. Uh-huh. It's like... Um, Faye Dunaway. I literally was about to say that. I hate you so much. I put my face in a vat of ice yeah, with sure. salt. Yeah. And that's how I start my morning. Yeah. And I, I get, get it. it. Her scrubbing her face with that hard wire brush... In the beginning of that movie, in Mommy the beginning, Dearest. Mommy Dearest. Well, that wasn't actually her. That was, she was doing the playing. Of, wait, Faye wait. Dunaway. Faye Dunaway is playing Joan Crawford. Yes, okay. but she still had to perform that. Like well, the I mean, scrubbing, it is so intense. Like she takes off the first five layers of her face. Yeah, I get it. I get it. Bully for her. Yeah. Bully for her and bully for you because guess what? It's time for. I don't know. <clears throat> okay, find it. Sorry, it's just the Delta coming okay, through. Okay, but you're singing here. <coughs> I, I need you here. I don't want the Delta. I want the Jet. A specialty cocktail, specialty drink. We're still trying to find our voice, but mine I'm is coming back. It's but so I'm nice to sing really in a register that's not in the basement. Now that I'm getting my voice back, it's time for this week's specialty cocktail, which is my old Kentucky summer. The weather is clear, the cigar is lit, the drink is poured, and James Jones Ferris is enjoying the last of the summer months. Can you believe for this, you will need one and a half ounces of bourbon, two ounces lemonade, and one ounce cranberry juice. Here's what you're going to want to do, okay? You want to pour all three ingredients into a shaker, add ice and shake, pour into a coupe glass, and garnish with a lemon twist. Here's his tasting notes. Just like that, the final weeks of summer are coming to an end. Oh, that's so sad. Folks are finally returning to their jobs after a year and a half furlough, and we just started to get optimistic about the future until we discovered that there is a cooking show on Netflix with Paris Hilton, 
which pretty much immediately shook us back into the reality that the hell we are living in is still happening. But fear not, my friends. It is time to escape into the serenity of horse and bourbon country during these closing weeks of tank tops and short shorts. I invite you to sit outside in your favorite comfy chair. Stretch out your legs and sip this sweet summer elixir. You put bourbon and lemonade together and that's magic in itself. But add the bit of cranberry sweet? Well, you just tuned out the rest of the world. Your summer just stopped in time and nothing can bring you out of this trance that keeps you civil, sane, and deliciously relaxed. No, no! I take that all back. Would someone please tell those trampoline screaming not-of-this-world children to shut the hell up? They are killing my old Kentucky summer buzz, you monsters. That's right. So here's a little tribute to the South right here. Oh, she looks a little foamy. She looks a little brown pink. Oh, it's and like she looks drinking a little... Kuja. Ooh, chin chin. Here we go. How come his glasses fill to the rim? Because he's a beast. Oh, it's nice. It's not as sweet as I thought it would be. I get very wary when somebody says lemonade in a drink. Then it gets a little like, oh, we're going down south with sweet tea and the lemonade and everything is sugar and Wait, shit. What's in this shit? Bourbon. Yeah. Lemonade. Yeah. Cranberry juice. Huh. Simple. One more time. Bourbon. Just kidding. Lemonade. Uh, cranberry juice. So there's no meat. No meat. Okay. No. Wait. No, no, no chicken. There's no there's no pork products in this? Not a one. Oh. I know people want to throw bacon and bourbon all the time. I don't. What is that? It's disgusting. I was in Nashville and I had a bacon flavored bourbon because when in Nashville, drink your pork. And it was <laughs> you a gross. It was gross. I couldn't. It was so smoked and so artificial flavored. But it, I knew that it was real bacon. Or was it sizzling? No, nothing is sizzling. Yeah. Like, is this is this real bacon or is this sizzling in my bourbon? Not a fan. What was that that whole bacon craze? Like, what was well? There? What so about the Bloody Mary craze where people are putting burgers and pickles and shit in it? Like, That's come just on, America, because we're stupid. We sure are. We're cheers one to of that. the dumbest countries. See, this is why I like my my drinks. Clear in general, but a lot of people like the bourbon. And I got to say, I endorse this drink because for some reason it's not too sweet. And I don't know why, because it has lemonade and cranberry juice in it, but maybe the bourbon counteracts that. I don't know, but it's not overly sweet. I'm Polly Bergen and I endorse this cocktail. Do you really? Now, when you're tasting it, what do you think? Well, I just taste chicken. Do you really? What? I don't know. Look, it could be like a, a blue dress, gold dress thing. No, I taste, Yanni Laurel. I, I think I taste more lemonade. I taste bourbon first. Mm. Okay. And lemonade I just sort a... of sits in the back seat, bitching. Oh, see, I have lemonade driving this truck. Mm-mm. And then all of a sudden it's like, oh, what's that? Oh, it's a bourbon. And cranberry juice is passed out in the in the passenger seat. Even. She's a whore. She's not even. Um, there was one thing that I had to take note of. Okay. Which was, um, so I went to 
Fire Island and I was, you know, reading the news and whatever. And what? I was just Why are you on Fire Island reading the news? Because sometimes I mean, what am I supposed to do all day? Anyway, the point of the story is <laughs> You're not supposed that. to drink, fall the... asleep in the sun, and vomit in your own I and did. roll around in your own filth. So I was just I was like that asshole that went into space, Jeff Bezos or whatever, you know, riding the giant penis from yeah. uh uh, Austin Powers. One of the three people I don't want to come back down to earth. Right. Okay. And I was telling Marcus, I'm like, can you imagine if Aaron and I went into space <laughs> as two civilians thrown into space? What is wrong with you that I have thought the same thing in the past? Because I'm thinking, because just before we started to hit record, you were talking about your travel stomach. And I also have a travel stomach. But I cannot even imagine what this stomach would do in space. No. And we can't stop the shuttle. Once it goes up, you can't stop and be like, can I, you know, I'm so sorry, Jeff. Do you guys uh, mind if I use the restroom no, again? No, you shit in your own pants. Yeah. And that is why the tube is in the back of them. But here's the other thing. It's like, it would be every 20 minutes. Mm-hmm. Jesus Christ, Patrick. Patrick, it's floating by my head. Oh my God. Someone catch it. That is just. <laughs> Oh in zero gravity. Did you bring a bag? This is the fifth time we just took off. But here's the good thing. If we're doing this together, I'm already passed out. But the thing is... I'm unconscious I'm not, for half of this I'm not rush. saying I've got Tootsie Rolls in space. I'm saying someone has spilled a chunky oh. movie, movie theater Coca-Cola wrapped up in like, like popcorn. Like a Dairy Queen... What's the thing where you can like add chunks of brownies to it and things? Uh, like a blizzard? Yeah. Yeah. So there's like, like a blizzard. The contents of a blizzard are floating around in this vessel that everybody just paid half a million dollars R- to be on for 13 minutes. And um, now I'm just thinking that in space you don't you don't have a sense of smell. <laughs> I am sure as shit. Literally, Wait, should you have said that <laughs> that 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 space shuttle? I mean, they'd be like, "I'll go out. I don't care. I'll, someone open up a window." <laughs> Jim, you can! I'd be George Clooney in, in, in Gravity. No, seriously, guys. I just go. want to float off into space and forget it ever happened. So what happened to your husband? Well, uh, dangling over here. For no, the, Sandra Bullock. Yeah. She was like, on this thing. Yeah. And I was done. There wasn't anything you didn't eat the night before when we said, don't eat a lot. 100%. And they're not going to let out. you eat the night before this thing. I, I just don't They've understand. You've got to watch your going, your comings and goings. But then again, the week if you're say you're wearing a diaper, right? Oh, I'm I'm already wearing sure. one right now. Sure, but you're in space yeah. and you like just constantly shitting yourself. Then yeah. you've got terrible diaper rash. Who changes you? Well, here's the good thing: it's only 13 minutes of your life. What Sit is? in your own filth. The whole experience, top to bottom. We're not circling the globe. We're literally shooting up and coming right back down. Or are they back already? A quarter of a... It's $250,000 to ride this thing. 13-minute experience. Mm. Instead, I will go to Six Flags and ride King to Cot like 20 times, blackout, and then I'll drink like a tequila, same diff. And that whole experience, $50. I, I guess I'm really confused because I thought that they were still there. No, no they literally get, shoot up and come go, back down. Once they kind of get into outer space... What's That's the point? all it is. They're shooting themselves up into the sky. What a waste of and time and energy down. and money. Oh, I because there was they some can. Kind of, I thought there was some sort of mission. No! Their mission is because we can afford it. We will. Yeah. And we're dicks. Some, some people are, are pretty 
putting some experiments on it when things go into outer space. Mm-hmm. So they're they're trying to. It's it's like as if me and my brother, at eight years old, were like, I know what I want to do. Like it's like it's us with jarts. It's like, oh, let's throw this thing up in the air and see if it kills us when it lands. It's it that random. Well, how stupid. So I mean, what if I'm, I'm gonna, if is, I'm gonna, if listen, if I'm gonna shit myself on national television in front of strangers, I'm shitting myself on Richard Branson's. Uh, yes, and I also yeah. want to like have some kind of purpose. Like, well, guys, can we use this for fertilizer? Are you serious? <laughs> or what have we learned from this flight scientifically? But also know that there is a camera in there that everyone at NASA or whatever is watching me, literally shit my pants, and let it just float through. Well, yeah. I it's mean, just, are you just wearing like, a T-shirt? I'm assuming you're in more of a spacesuit. I don't know, but I can only imagine it's what, like, what's his name's desk in Jurassic Park when he's guys. I want a soda. I want to get a soda. I was gonna get a soda. You oh, guys want a soda? Yeah, Newman. Newman. Yeah, but also that's what like the spaceship would look like if I were in it. Because <laughs> but if I'd we're be going up there together, myself. we couldn't handle a trip to Lancaster, Pennsylvania. No. So now we're going into space. Uh huh. Okay. Um, <laughs> you ever watch those videos of? People who pass out on rides. Yes. One hundred percent would be me. And your shit is floating around, hitting me in the face. Mm-hmm. Never know. Mm-mm. You would. I would never know. I'm gonna wake up and be like, "Who got a frosty?" I think we'd also have that experience where, like, we just don't like one of the other na- astronauts. Oh. And the astronaut, like, cr- like here we go, and like cracks me on my shoulder, and I just keep flipping and flipping and flipping <laughs> and flipping and flipping. <laughs> And I'm like, I swear, that guy over there that smells like pickles from the Amish market. Yeah. He hits me. He one keeps more time. poking me yeah. in the shoulder. I don't understand this. I know, and, and I have like, a suit on and everything. Yeah, like hold on a minute. Oh, I'm so sorry. I'm guys. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. It must have been the tang. I'm not a tang. Per- I ah, guarantee yikes. you. I don't have a net. Thirteen minutes in space, and we will find twenty things to complain about. Everyone, everyone comes back. They're like, "Wow, you guys are really tan." No, we're not tan. <laughs> Are we, Patrick? <laughs> we didn't go close to the sun on this round. But we certainly went to his moon. If you know what I mean, someone get me some bleach. Just like the trip to Pennsylvania. All over again. Who gave this man dairy, damn it? <laughs> <laughs>